Right now at Hassle Cattle Company, DMVR listeners can get 10% off your entire purchase when you use the code DMVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. If you're in the area of the DMVR bar on East Colfax, stop in. Uh, we've got Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef on our burgers. It's my go-to item on the menu. So good every time. We've got it in the bar, and if you want to experience it and you're not around the bar, Use the code DNVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. The best Wagyu beef around. They've got everything from New York Strip to beef bacon to Wagyu Franks, jerky flavors. They got everything. Use the code DNVR10 at Hassle Cattle Company for 10% off. Not uh, drafting. Ooh. The intro is the TV. Show. Okay. Not today. Not yet. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. It's going to be a great show today, guys. No Eric. That's oh. why it's going to be That's a great why it's going to be it's a so banger. Great. Hang on. No, it's even better. Eric in the building. Eric's just not on right the show. There, it's right not there. on the show. So, so close. So close <laughs> so far. Uh, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. As always, use promo code DNVR when you sign up. You can bet tonight. Mm. You can bet tonight on the Bucks game to win game six, which I think is a near lock. There's a lot of added player props, too. So many player props. Well, Eric hasn't. Eric's actually been on fire with the finals predictions. I'm serious. Has he? We haven't given him his flowers. Eric, talk to me. What happens? Let's hear it. He's not on the show. He was all over the show. He's not on the show. He's just screaming, but nobody could hear him. But Scott Foster. All right, we're gonna don't. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk. So today's show. Good audio content. Yeah, it really was. It would have been. It's too bad he's not on. We we're gonna talk about game six of the finals, a possible closeout game that's happening here at the DNVR bar tonight. You can come by. We're playing trivia. Our first ever DNVR trivia night. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Should be a lot of fun. And you get to watch the game. I think we have drink specials too, Tito's. Right? Tito's like, oh yeah, we have $5 deal on $5 Tito's all night $5 long. $5 vodka sodas? $5 wow. vodka footlongs. Yeah. <laughs> That's my music. <laughs> this is Harrison Windman music. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Olympic Village. Sex free. Sex free, dude. Sex free Olympic Which, Village. Which, like, what's the point? And what is the point of the Olympics? We'll I wouldn't be there. <laughs> wouldn't be there. We're going to talk That's why I'm not going this year. <laughs> we're going to talk about Jane Springer, who's another one of these very interesting. I don't know if I'm going to say 3 and D, but 3 and D archetype D players. For sure. Definitely D. Um, we're going to talk about him. I'm actually very by him. And then, of course, the Nuggets did host some workouts today uh, today with a bunch, of, a bunch of different people. But I want to go back to our DraftKings thing because I'm serious about tonight. Game six of the finals, I feel like it's a closeout game. And if I were to give a lock for how I think tonight's going to go, I would take Milwaukee and the points. I think that this day opened this game up. What, what I, is the points? Four. That's a what good is, question. It's Eric, are they minus five? Two, two, two. They're, oh, oh, they're they're five point favorites. Yes, five point. Favorites. Yeah, see, they they also knew Scott Foster was going. Then they're at home right now, like, and it just seems like the like the universe versus around Giannis right now. Yeah. Everything he's like a godly figure right yeah, now. Dude, it's the wildest good. thing. To this see. is Giannis's moment, man. Like this is his moment, and I was hoping he'd have his moment. I was I was kind of rooting for this to happen. Isn't it crazy to have? Back-to-back years of MVP, and then his moment comes the year he doesn't win it. Like, and now I feel like everything that happens, is around though. him. I feel like that happens a fair amount, you yeah. know, especially these days, you mm. know. So, and it's funny because Giannis really was it. He was disqualified from the MVP conversation. Look, Jokic was the MVP. I honestly think that no question. We don't have yeah. to relitigate this. But it's funny that everybody kept throwing in the Chris, but this this guy and that Not guy because Giannis. Giannis was like great all year long. So people just got tired of him. But I am, I, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm so. Everything is coming up Giannis, and, and, an, and it's cool to see people that even hated him kind of like 
<laughs> yeah. All right. And back-to-back iconic finals moments, man. Yeah. The block and the alley-oop are like, forget whatever you think about this finals, whether you're right or wrong. Like, those are some objectively great moments. Do you think that they're going to win easy tonight? I'm not easy. I think it's going to be a good game, but I just think it's a game that opens up at the end and becomes a little bit of a party the last five minutes or so. It does feel like Milwaukee has grabbed this series by yeah. the throat, and it may, maybe that it do, doesn't shake out that way, but it does kind of feel like it's theirs to, like, Phoenix is going to have to rip it back from them, and right now Phoenix looks a little, uh, doubt, like, doubting themselves, maybe, or, or tentative in ways they haven't been all postseason, so yes, I do think Milwaukee has a chance of blowing this thing up. What do you think, Wind? Probably depends on what Chris Paul does, mm. Mm. because... He's been so, so, so good in these playoffs and then just hasn't been as good as Phoenix has needed him to be. And to, to win He hasn't tonight, been that good, to be honest with you, yeah. in these finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? in my he opinion. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm trying to be like, oh, he's choky, this or that. But I, he has definitely been, like, unimpressive. Yeah, for sure. And he might be hurt right now. But he's going to have to be, I think, Chris Paul of the Nuggets series to, to win this series for Phoenix. Right. Like, he's got to be that good. Can he get to that so, level again? I don't know. Let's, well, not with Drew Holiday hounding him. This is different. the thing, man. Like, Drew Holiday, I, I mean, to me, he is the star. Like, Giannis, I'm not surprised by any of this. Giannis has been so underrated for years because for whatever reason, people want to discre- discount him for this or this. But now everybody is, like, becoming undeniable, and I'm appreciative of that. But Drew Holiday and the way he is completely worn out yeah. Chris Paul, I think this. Look, he might be injured. Sure, I think a lot of guys are. I think he was injured back in the Nugget series. Yep. He didn't prevent him from playing great. Mm-hmm. He got to his spots, but I think you go up against Drew Holiday, and it's not just that Drew Holiday's a great defender; it's that he wears you out. And you watch these games with Chris Paul, and he's just out again. How many turnovers does he have in the clutch right now? Because like trying to split defender, do this or that. So, to me, that that's why I don't think Chris Paul is going to have it. Not one, but especially not two games where he right. can take over. I mean, he was like best player in the world status during that Nuggets series. And when you look back at it and who Denver had to defend him, yeah. like you can see how that happened. Yeah. But Drew Holiday is just at another level. Can I, can I push back on this in one way? The one thing as I'm watching the series that I think about, again, Drew Holiday is exhausting. I mean, Drew Holiday just has the size. Obviously, if Faku can't do that. But I do wonder, like... That was the value of Faku, right? Wear a guy out. Try to try to make these people, these point guards, get exhausted. Take the ball out of their hands. Now Denver couldn't, you know, they didn't have the pieces to be able to do everything Milwaukee, anything that Milwaukee's doing <laughs> defensively. But I do wonder if there was just a better, if they could have better tried to have just said, "Hey, we're going to use even more players, but we're never letting Chris Paul take a possession off." Because yeah. Chris Paul. We talked about that series. It was played at a slow pace. He walked right to the spots he wanted. I mean, he, was, he was never disrupted. A big part of it, and not like Drew, not like Drew's a world beater, but he makes you guard, and he's been, yeah, he's been yeah, active in the finals. Right. And that was the thing with Faku and, and Austin great, great and point. Shaq, who we didn't really see much of. Like they, Chris Paul was resting on the so other end of the floor. Yeah, but there's also the luxury of Drew Holiday is you know, their third best player right now. That makes it – he's a really good player, and he's your third best player. You know, a lot of the attention goes to Jokic. You know, when it falls off, like, all of the attention goes to Giannis, he still has Middleton. He still has Drew Holiday to fall back on. Phoenix did not have to worry about Faku as much because he's just not the same type of player. And that's not a knock on Faku. It's just he's not Drew Holiday right now. And Drew Holiday is also coming into his own. And then also, like Vote said, 
is playing on both ends of, of, of the court. You have no choice but to defend him because he can go off at times. There's nights he's not going to be great, but there's also – or offensively, but there's also going to be nights that he, he lights right. you up, and they've right. been seeing that. And then if you let him – like, if you focus on those two, Middleton goes crazy. So it's, it's a lot of guys over there. I love your point, though. To me, it's actually the most important one because part of what I want to talk about here is move this back. What are we learning about Denver? And you're right. Drew Holiday is not just guarding him and exhausting him. He's also attacking the basket. And I feel like this series turned in part when Drew Holiday just put his head down. Yeah. I mean, he took the shots that were open to him on the perimeter, but he clearly – has a mind frame of going to the basket and one of the reasons is that's hard to guard mm -hmm. not just like Chris Paul's not matching up with him there but you're just scrambling the defense making rotations and that's why when we we so often talk about an Aaron Gordon and I think Aaron Gordon can be a Drew Holiday level defender I know that's kind of a hot take more of a forward than a, than a guard so it's a little bit different but I think Aaron Gordon can be a fantastic defender but when we talk about his offense, it's all, can he knock down open shots? I don't know that I have any confidence that Aaron Gordon can have the impact Drew Holiday had at making defenses work does that make sense? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, I just remember when uh, when we had pipe dreams of Drew Holiday in Denver. Yeah. And if you think about the impact he's having on the Bucks, it's similar to the impact he probably would have had in Denver on both ends of the floor. Painful, honestly. He, honestly. Would, he would be filling the same role on offense as kind of that third guy. Right. And defensively, he'd be your number one option. Um, but Aaron Gordon can – can be an absolute game changer defensively. They're just different. I mean, yeah, yeah one's going to be guarding your Kawhis and your Paul. One, one's going to be just one's going to have the ball in his hands a lot on right. the perimeter. And it, when we notice the lack of Drew after a postseason with like third string guards, particularly, of course, that's going to feel very right. heavy. And I think the equivalent for Aaron Gordon, because as you're saying, one's a guard, so of course he's going to be attacking off the dribble. And Aaron Gordon is, I think the area Aaron Gordon can really exploit this is through rebounding. Rebounding is one of the most exhausting things you can do. And Aaron Gordon's so strong that if you're, say he's guarding a LeBron James next year and next year's playoffs, you're guarding LeBron so that nothing's easy. So he's exhausted. But if you allow LeBron to just guard the corner where it's yeah. like, okay, every possession I'm sitting here, that's not, if you're constantly like just making him box out, not even grabbing rebounds, just every time down he has to fight for four seconds to rebound and then go down and try to get past you. To me, that's how you do it. That would be the equivalent of what Drew yeah. Holiday is doing. Well, you did see this in bits and pieces. I think it was in the Portland series where Aaron Gordon was guarded by Norman Powell. And there was one game I remember where they went to Aaron Gordon in the post, like early on the first mm. half, and they drew two fouls on Norman Powell like, yeah. right away. Like that's, that's an area where Aaron Gordon can kind of be like a big-time threat offensively. Like yeah. how, how Holiday is. Like if you – have a mismatch on him and draw a couple quick fouls or like you say get on the glass like that's how he can do that stuff yeah for sure um scott foster is the official tonight hell yeah <laughs> regular rotation that's not like a, the nba is like put scott foster in. also by the way the nba would love to have a game seven so i know like <laughs> why, why do we think the nba wants the bucks to win in six i don't they don't but here's what i love about it is there's it there are certain officials who do I don't think have biases against players, but for whatever reason, they have, they have certain ways they call it, right? Yeah, like a block charge call or, right. or this or that. And for whatever reason, it does seem that Scott Foster and Chris Paul, you know, he'd, Chris Paul is what, 2-15 and 15 in playoffs Maybe games. he doesn't fall for Chris Paul's bullshit. I think Maybe that means he's a great <laughs> official. This actually is probably the right answer on this is that... Chris Paul, man, and we even saw this in the last couple games where Chris Paul does some of that dumb stuff and then looks at the officials like, what What do you mean you didn't call my stupid thing? Yeah. But, yeah, it's also like uh, 
Like just going like the like we'll go to high school or something. Like you knew which teachers you could get away with certain things in Hell their yeah, class. <laughs> you knew yes, what it was, dude. and that's pretty that's much exactly what, it what it is. With Foster, it's not that he's calling it a certain way for Chris Paul. It's right. the way that Chris Paul plays the game right. that he's like, okay, like this is something that I am not a part of. I don't want to like watch these type of things. We're not calling it that way. So that's just it's it's against Chris Paul because that's the way that he plays. I'm sure that there's a there's refs that don't like the way that Harden plays, and it's not even that they don't like the way he plays. It's just that's what they are. That's their rules that they're like calling it a certain way. Foster just seems to be that. I think they said that he only has one. His team has one win in like the last like five years or something, and he didn't play in that game. That <laughs> game came from so like that's, that, that's wild. That is pretty wild. Right. The teacher thing is perfect. Perfect analogy. Do you, you see that Scott Foster was the ref for that game where the Nuggets beat the Pelicans, or they were the Hornets? I think yeah, the Hornets by fifty-eight points in the playoffs. He was the ref for that yeah. one. That's hilarious. They also <laughs> sucked. Yeah, they did. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. No, There's no. Also Scott Foster made up that 58, <laughs> 58 points. Uh, that's funny. I did not know that one. Um, I, I'm i a little annoyed at how much that was the conversation today. I mean, well, online, everybody I, was yeah. freaking out about it. I saw it. a poll that was like, Scott Foster's the ref for game six. What does this mean? And the choices were Bucks win, Suns win, and the vote was split 50-50. Right. Really? So, yeah. People don't even necessarily So uh, nobody can even that. make up their mind about what it, what it means. Didn't the last time that, uh, that Scott Foster refed Chris Paul, like they lost, and then Chris Paul called him out like immediately after the game. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. This is what I'm saying. Chris Paul just planted the seed, trying yeah. to tell everyone, oh, and 13 or something like that. And he's yeah, trying yeah. to do yeah. it. Now here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Chris Paul laying the tracks very well to yeah. s- to save his legacy when they get eliminated tonight. For the record, That's what it is. for the record, I'm with you though. I'm gonna even make it the DraftKings pick of the week this week. <laughs> oh Bucks wow! With the points minus five tonight in Game Six. Wow. I think they do it. I really yeah, do, man. Do you too. go back there. Again, one thing that's very important. You, this happens quite often in the finals or conference finals where a team gets down for the first time, and this is what's happened. Uh, where they, they, weren't down, they weren't down at any point. Either way, they were never facing elimination. They were never really truly threatened in any way. But you know, they were 2-2 against the Lakers or whatever. They're 2-2 against the Clippers. But now when you're actually down – now and on the road. By the way, a great Bucks crowd that I'm sure is going to be. Can you imagine oh, being a Bucks goodness. tonight? Can you imagine being Bucks fans? So they're going to be so. And and now you need to get contributions from Dario Saric and right. campaign and those guys. And I just don't see well, it. Man, I, there's also the oh, yeah, all, yeah, all, yeah, all the yeah, yeah. there's yeah. also the thing that that won't change at any point in this series, which is like Kaminsky's unplayable and Phoenix does not have enough bigs to play against Milwaukee. Like yeah. that's just going to be the case. Are you pulling for Milwaukee? I am now. I am. I've come all the way around. I did some internal, like, I didn't go public with it, but I did some internal. Uh, <laughs> I love this. It's going like, to be heavy. Can you play the, the, the heavy music public. here, Kale? No, just like. Something, uh, something a little little heavy. No, right, like, I was. Like, zoom in on, on vote here. Like, joking with you guys, like, man, Giannis needs Jokic. Like, Giannis is incredible, yeah. but maybe he's more of an AD than a Batman and all this okay. stuff. And, mm-hmm. and and now he's here, and I'm like, that, that's bad. That, screw that. That's being a bad. On my legs, huh? That's being a bad <laughs> basketball fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Two-time MVP, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most likable superstars of all time, and more to the point, just signed that extension. They just, what we all called, an overpay for Drew, and here they are. Like, it's good for basketball if that pans out. It's good for Giannis, and so I'm going to embrace the good vibes in that. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, my God. You did it, man. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God.
goodness. We did it, man. Action speed. Also, I'm wearing shorts today. Hey, look Your at that, man. Your tan still looks pretty good. Your tan does, man. yeah, it's still, still Thanks, there. Uh, in all seriousness, though, it is kind of funny. Like we, You can easily reduce these things to good and evil, and it becomes dumb. Like The further you go down there. 100%. But I will say, I'm as happy for uh, Giannis as I would be annoyed if Chris Paul got, were to be pulling this off. He's just too annoying to me. Yeah. I just love when a team has a lead or like just like a big lead in a game or even a series and they're celebrating, they're trash talking, they're in your face, flexing, and then tables turn. Yeah. And then it's just like how do you react to that? And the Suns just don't seem to be reacting in the exact same way. Like they, they came into this Jake Crowder's in people's faces, everybody, you know, yeah. Devin Booker dunks on Giannis and he's all on top of him. And now it's like humble like conversations yeah. and Trying to like, <laughs> why is everyone against us? Type of things. I, I love that. I really do. Yeah, I do. I do as well. The Drew element too. Like I, I've almost forgotten to. Like, he's one of the most liked and respected guys mm. in the entire league. And Great we dude, always do like. Accounts. What's our record as a sports community in this last decade for near consensus? This trade is horrible, and then it well, works out. I don't in think their the favor. trade was horrible for Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee was in a position where they had to do that. Desperate. Like Backs they had the to keep Giannis there. They had to get him to sign the extension. Right. Um, like they had to go make an all in move. So I think for Milwaukee the trade was fine. I really do. They had to get him. I know, um, but but it's it's like if they lo- if the Nets stay healthy and they lose that series and then like Drew's oh, not getting sure. any younger and they're down five yeah. first round picks. All I'm saying is we all reacted to it, right? We're all like, Whoa, that's a lot. But it just seems to feel like whenever we all seem to know how a trade went. Uh, we're usually wrong. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's hit our first break. On the other side, we're going to talk about some of the guys the Nuggets brought in today to get a workout, uh, the press conferences after that workout, as well as our prospect of the day, which is Jaden Springer. Very interesting guy. We'll get to all of that in segment two. But first, Harrison. Yeah, first of all, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager this week. A beer that's just great for any type of occasion. If you're, you know, out at Wash Park, if you're going camping, going camping, great camping beer. Go great camping. camping. Are you are you going camping soon again? No, in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, two all weeks. right. Well, t- the two week warning. The two week warning. Camping. Starting to save up some beers. <laughs> we'll only hear about it <laughs> six more times. All right. Uh, make sure to pick some up from your local liquor store. If you go to the Breck Brew Farmhouse, you can also get some there as well. The Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew, perfect for all occasions. Uh, also, here at DNVR, we are now sponsored by Ball across the entire DNVR network. Yes, as in Ball Arena, where the Denver Nuggets play basketball. Uh, also, as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Uh, also, as in the aerospace technology company. That's something I didn't know about Ball before uh, we linked up with them. They've been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018-2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. So they're, like I said, a company that's leading global sustainability efforts. They've been doing so for decades. And by 2030, they aim to reduce operational carbon emissions by 55% across their value chain by 16% from 2017 levels. Uh, Of course... They are the company uh, that makes those 8, 12, and 16 ounce can sizes for all kinds of liquids. If you want to work at Ball right here in Golden, Colorado, they're hiring. Check them out. Uh, Go to jobs.ball.com, a great place to work. Like I said, they're doing a lot of cool stuff for the world. Or you can search Golden um, when you go to jobs.ball.com. You can also text Golden to 77222 if you want to work for a ball right here at their Golden plant. We back? We back. 
Any of you guys get a chance to check out Curious Mike yet or not? I did. Yes, I watched it. I hear it's not. It wasn't bad. It was interesting, man. Uh, it was interesting. Covered a lot of different stuff, like religion, social media. Mike said he wants to try LSD once in his life. That was interesting. Really? Yeah. Mike, talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. But um, yeah, they covered a lot. It, it actually was interesting. Like he was super candid. I, I liked it. Man, that's curious, a, Mike. I'm very. I'm curious, Adam. Now to check it out. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that one. Huh? That was pretty good. Mike. Curious Mike, like an incredible name. It's so, so good, dude. Incredible. Um, incredible. Oh man, I I forgot that when we were. I, I'm going backwards back to segment one here because I forgot. Not everybody knows this. Chris Paul punched Julius Hodge in the balls in college. You guys remember this? I Your do. guy Julius Hodge. My guy Julius Hodge. Our guy, former Nuggets legend sure, Julius Hodge. Sure. But after that last play, you remember the last play? The last Chris Paul shoves, tries oh, to like yeah. save a dunk and does it. I didn't actually think I'm going to be indignant about this, but I actually didn't think it was that bad. Like he was trying to stop an alley oop. But Chris Paul is a shyster. And Julius <laughs> Hodge and Julius Hodge did hop on social media. Said something like, this dude "Some some himself. guys never chairs. These couple people can't help themselves or whatever." And I just remember being like, "Oh, oh that's great! <laughs> what a perfect way for you to pop back into my life." <laughs> the first Hodge. time I've heard Julius Hodge's name in a long since time. he was on the Nuggets. <laughs> He's had that baby in the draft since Twitter debuted. <laughs> <laughs> he was so ready for it. Yeah. I think that the play was very, very dirty. It just didn't work out the way that right. he wanted it, well, wanted, like that it could have. Right, right. Because like. If it would have been a flopper or if he would have just really like clean got him like a guy's in the air he can't help himself luckily Giannis is insane and just he's like just a, a freak and just tree. still goes and does but anyone else like even if it's lebron in that he flops so much he really probably could have hurt himself for real because it's just <laughs> such a play you don't make yeah. do you remember when chris paul flopped into lebron so hard yep. he hurt himself yeah yep. <laughs> That was a moment. Uh, Chris Paul's almost hurt himself like five times. I, times. This playoffs from flop. If I had one wish tonight, it would be for Chris Paul to really get humiliated, like dunked on or something. <laughs> you know, like, you remember the, the one of the greatest plays ever was the LeBron dunk that almost happened on Draymond Green to cap, to to close out the 2016 Finals. Yeah, that's like one of my ultimate what ifs. Uh, and now I hate LeBron. So thank God it didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, but I, I hope for something like that tonight. Giannis somehow dunks on Chris Paul to close as the exclamation point that, that it's like. I mean, right. that is kind of what just happened, though, isn't it? Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, happen again. Let's be right. That is exactly that what happened. He lost the game for him. I wish there would have yeah. been more of that. Like, you lost it for yeah. us in that play. Absolutely. But yeah, I do want it to be humiliating. Like, whatever does happen. <laughs> Maybe all, hopefully it's we're like such uh, haters. Lopez or somebody. Or PJ Tucker dunks him or something that never happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Can PJ Tucker still dunk? Who knows? Like, probably he? not. I don't know. If I was on like F like AM FM radio, I would probably be like, you know, you just gotta be like good for Chris Paul, like what a veteran who's worked. So. And then I'm on this show, I'm just like, yeah, that guy, I hate that guy. <laughs> it's just a flopper. It's just two completely different approaches. All right, we got to move on to the guys that came in today. There was Jalen Crutcher, David Duke, a, a tough name, Aaron Henry, Colby Ross, <laughs> Terry Taylor, and Ethan Thompson. Harrison, you were on the calls today. Yeah. Where do you, you want to start with the with the crop that came in today? Let's start with Aaron Henry. I think he's the most interesting guy that came in today. I really well, like him. Can I pull behind the curtain real quick and yeah. share a, a message that you said today? Sure, go ahead. The, from Harrison Wind, 11.30 a.m. I'm a big Aaron Henry guy. I am. That was after talking with him. <laughs> Is yeah. that what made you like him? I just That's the <laughs> exact of structure of I'm a big statue guy. <laughs> <laughs> Add him to the list. Add him to the list, statues. Add him to the list. All right. So, no, um, yeah, Aaron Henry. Um I like him. I think the Nuggets like him. He's a projected 
maybe, maybe late first, but probably a second round pick from what I'm seeing. Sit six foot six forward. I think he can play the three and the four at the next level. 210 pounds, really built guy. Uh, Michigan State Spartan, so cut from that cloth. 15.4 points, 5.6 rebounds, 3.6 assists per game for Michigan State last year. Shot like 45% from the field. Didn't shoot it that well from three, right at 30%. But he reminds me of an OG and an OB, P.J. Tucker type. And those are actually two guys he compared himself to today along with Jay Sean Tate. And the most interesting thing that I learned about Aaron Henry today, he's been working out pre-draft with Mike Miller. I love Ooh. it. Former Nugget. The new R.J. Hampton, you might right, say. Right. Of course, Mike Miller worked out R.J. Hampton uh, last year prior to the draft. I think that wasn't like the leading reason, but I think that was a reason why the Nuggets ultimately ended up with R.J. Hampton. So he's working on his shot with Mike Miller. Uh, I also asked him about just – has Mike given you the lowdown on the Nuggets and Jokic? And he's like, he has. Mike has told me how he was one of the first ones to recognize Jokic was <laughs> that guy. Um, so, he was, though. He does get that yeah, credit. He does. He does. So he's really interesting. Um, he had this quote about the Nuggets. He said, quote, they're ready to win, and I'm ready to win with them. He's already talking about the Nuggets like, like he's it. on the team. Like we. Uh, yeah. So. Alrighty. I think he's interesting, kind of that small forward type who's going to be a really good defender. I think the question is, is he going to be able to shoot it at the next level? But he's intriguing for sure, I think. So I was thinking about this. Who's the worst defensive player in the NBA that comes from Michigan State? I'll give you the list. Draymond Green. No. Xavier Tillman. Hmm. Cassius Winston. Miles Bridges. Jaron Jackson Jr. Gary Harris. And then you get to the actual two. Denzel Valentine and I Bryn mean, Forbes. Valentine, like the worst player in the NBA. Yeah, he, he might just not have been an NBA <laughs> player. And Bryn Forbes, not exactly a defensive stalwart. Yeah. But all those other guys are defensive players. Yeah. Like, that's a – so you already know the pedigree just from whatever it is for Michigan State. I don't think it's crazy to say he's probably going to come in with some defensive chops. He also is a guy like uh, – like his big moment was like when he got into it with the coach last year. Right, when he got you into know? it with Izzo. Yeah, yeah. so – this is a guy that can be coached hard. He also responded, you know, well after that, you know, whole situation um, and, and was really honest and um, talked about what happened, but also was just like, you know, he has to stay in his lane and, and he, he likes to be coached hard. So Malone's a player that, I mean, a coach that, uh, that coaches hard and he, he puts them in different type of things. So he, he has the pedigree for a Nuggets player. When we're, so Aaron Henry at 26, is that a reach? Does that feel right? Super Probably too early. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's reach. more of a second round guy. Um, but he he seems to me like kind of a Tory Craigish guy. Mm. Like not maybe not a super high ceiling. He's a junior. Uh, he's twenty one years old. So you know still still somewhat young. But um, I think he can be an NBA defender. Like absolutely, a absolutely. He's got an NBA body right now. He's just really good defensively. So I, I, I he's interesting to me. It's. You know, we talk about the reasons that they would bring in guys that are not going to go 26. And one of them was, you know, maybe they get dropped. Maybe they pick up a second round pick and sure. maybe, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But I think one other thing, and I, we know this from talking to Conley and, and different people in the front office. A lot of times you get to know these guys now because you have access to them in this way. But it's actually Intel for three, four years down the road. Yep. Like you, th you, this might be their first opportunity to push them in a way that they wanted to get a read on their character and hard work and attitude. And then they file that away two years from now whenever those guys are on the trade block. And you're like, hey, we like that guy. Remember, he's had all those things to say. And mm -hmm. he really guarded so-and-so so well. So 
file. That's what I feel like a lot of these guys are. Him in particular is more of a, hey, file that away. You never mm. know. Would yeah, they- I, I remember this. This is going to sound crazy, and this is for D-Line, but when uh, the Nuggets signed Greg Whittington, <laughs> I was like asking people about him. He's like, yeah, we scouted him really hard during the pre-draft process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like way back in 2015, mm, I think. Right. So it's stuff like that. So, I mean, look, what are the paths to that? Like, maybe you, you get a second rounder back for bowl if, in an optimistic perspective? or Yeah, maybe you, you trade into the second round. I mean, maybe back? he goes undrafted. I, mm. I doubt that happens, but it could. You yeah. know, maybe he's undrafted and he's, like, one of your top priorities for a two-way. Sure. And maybe that type of deal. Um, yeah. uh, who else from this uh, workout today is worth talking about? I, I think the other guy of note, you guys might have hit on him, but Colby Ross from Aurora and yeah. from Eagle Crest. Yeah. Um, like ridiculous records when he was at Pepperdine became the first player in D1 history to go for 2,200 points, That's 800 right. assists and 400 rebounds. Um, probably going to go undrafted. It seems like, or late second rounder, but four year guy can obviously play point guard. seems to me like a guy who's going to latch onto a team and have like a really good summer league yeah. and maybe find a spot. That's what it seems like. Maybe like undrafted with a deal in place to maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Colby Ross. What do you think? I know you already gave some thoughts. But. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's just like a bucket list item. Like he grew up a Nuggets fan, a Nuggets guy, and to be able to work out with the other, like your hometown team, like that has to be a dream come true. So that was really cool, and it's also cool that the Nuggets always bring in the the hometown yeah. guy. Like they seem to like really believe in that and to giving them a chance. And I'm sure, like especially with guys coming into their hometown, they're going to say all the right things. So now you pitch that out to other teams, even if you don't pick them up or just maybe you bring them on to a summer league if no one else picks them up. So I think that that's really cool what they did. But he's also a player. Like, he's he's a really good player that I feel like, you know, I know he's going to be a professional, like, no matter what, like, the case may be. Maybe it's not in the NBA, but he's going to be a professional that's, like, going to be, like, taking his time in the league at times. So eventually he'll get in. Yeah. He's kind of like a Fred Van Vliet if he's going to make it, I think, <laughs> yeah. which is what you compare every, yeah, small, every small guy second round guard to. <laughs> we got to figure out who the like 10 players that get comped are. They're all the same, you know? Yeah. Drew Holiday, Fred Van For us, Vliet. it's Gary Harrison, Will Barton. Gary like, Harris. They're offensive guards, Will Barton. Defensive guards, like every, Gary Harris. Everyone's Gary Harris this year. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, speaking of Gary Harris comps, let's move on to Jaden Springer. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite things when the ambulance goes by on Colvex. Watch that. Just, just, just getting feels, us ready for our prospecting uh, segment. <laughs> no, it just feels alert, like Colfax. Alert. Ah, very, uh, that's home. Yeah. Um, Jaden Springer, very interesting one. It's, one of the things I've picked up from doing these prospecting vid, uh, shows is that there's a lot of 3 and D players. Now, when I say 3 and D, it's just a mold of player. It basically means like a shooting guard who is a defensive-minded player because Jaden yeah. Springer doesn't necessarily shoot the ball well, but – that this is now, I don't know, our sixth or seventh guy we've done that would play shooting guard on the Denver Nuggets. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys in this range. More so than any other archetype, there is shooting guard with either defense or offense or both. Um, I'll let you take the lead on this one again here. Okay. Where do you, what, what do you want to give us the lowdown on Jaden Springer? Yeah, so the lowdown on Jaden Springer, 18 years old, just played his freshman season at Tennessee. He's six foot three with a six foot eight wingspan. It's a big difference. Five, yeah, five inch, that, that's five a inch. big plus wingspan for sure. And you'll see it on the film on his defense. Uh, his averages 12 and a half points per game shot 47% from the field actually shot 43 and a half percent from three, not on a lot of attempts though was 20 of 46 in total. And you'll see there's some questions about his form and whatnot. Um, but 81% uh, from the line, 
gets to the free throw line a lot. He had like 12 free throw attempts one game. One game he went 10 to 10 from the line, which is a lot uh, in college. And then I think he averaged like 17 and a half points uh, and five rebounds, four assists per game in the SEC. So he kind of got better as the year went on. And one stat I saw on him, here's one. NCAA freshman since 2008 with 20 assist percent, uh, a 20 assist percentage, two block percentage, two steal percentage, and uh, 40% free throw rate, and at least 40% better from three, him and James Harden. So like he's a rare kind of guy that does a lot of different things and also gets to the line a lot. Um, so he's interesting. Uh, offensively, the things that jump out, he plays under control. Uh, he's kind of plays at his own pace. Kind of got like an old man's game, I feel like. He's a two-footed jumper, so that's a reason why he draws a lot of fouls. Uh, always plays in control. Always draws a lot of contact. Um, disciplined, physical, high IQ player who kind of plays to his strengths. Um, when he gets to the rim, he kind of tries to draw contact, go up strong, uh, and, and finish. He, he's nice in transition. Uh there's a nice run out right there. I wouldn't really call him a high flyer, but knows how to use his athleticism pretty well. Uh, shot 60% at the rim in the half court. Uh, like I said, gets pretty good pop off of two feet. Good passer. Can find guys when he draws two defenders. Um, his shooting, kind of interesting. Kind of like a rigid shot release that doesn't always look the same. Like I mentioned, he shot a good percentage, but I think there are some questions there. Uh, and then defensively. Really kind of sound defender, quick feet, active hands, keeps guys in front of him, gets over ball sp ball screens. Again, like super disciplined on that side of the floor. So he seems like a ma really mature player to me, even though he's an 18-year-old freshman. Some of those um, those steals he gets without fouling, picking pockets, like a little Shaq-esque, just that specific yeah. thing he does. Really good hands. Really, 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 really good, good hands. hands. And that long – I think long wingspan matters for that too because it's just like a little extra – distance that guys aren't expecting for you to, to steal the ball yeah Harrison like he talked about a lot of the positives like some of his negatives is like what stands out to me like he's he's not really like explosive athlete um he's he's at least really undersized which makes it really tough for him to especially be um in a situation like the Nuggets because they're going to need guys that that defend the three and he's going to be undersized in that aspect um he can create, like, for himself on shots, but not, like, much of a playmaker for others. He's also really, like, turnover prone. Um, I think he averaged, like, 2.3 turnovers a game. Um, just because he, he doesn't know how to put himself in situations to get others' guys going, which makes it really tough, especially at the next level with their, um, their ex like, explosion, speed, athleticism. Um, but he's really scrappy, and then the defense is what's going to stand out for him and keep him on the floor. Um, like Harrison said, he can like he can he can score for himself like he can create for himself off the dribble gets to his spots um athletic finishes at the rim as far as just he knows how to use like angles in, yeah. on on his and that's that's what like separates his his scoring but it's going to be hard for him to get a shot off and also if if he doesn't become more of a three-point shooter like he he shot well as far as percentage wise but he didn't shoot a lot of threes this he's year he's not comfortable with it yeah, for like sure. he's not a com comfortable shooter and that's what he has to become if he's going to be in the league. And the catch-and-shoot numbers were underwhelming, as I understand it. I know Spinella described him in his video as a guy defenses will help off of late in right. the shot clock. Yeah, they went under him Yeah, yeah. and pick-and-rolls. So the first thing I'll say is I think he might be the best defender that we've looked at. We've talked hmm. about Dasunmu. We've talked about Grimes. We've talked about McBride. McBride's probably a better defender, but he's six foot two or whatever. Like To me, he's 
it's almost different when you're probably a pure one rather, rather than a combo sure. guard like the rest of those guys are. Um, so I think he might be the best on-ball defender of all those guys. He's really strong. He reminds me almost of a Marcus Smart in terms of how how he is just a, a square. <laughs> you know, like physically, he's this very stocky guy, and, and guys can't really get around him. He does a great job of not reaching like a reaching at the perfect moment yeah. i thought jeremy grant did a good job of this too where he would like move his feet with his hands out until you like stopped or changed directions and then perfect like perfect timing so i think he projects to be a really good on-ball defender and if that's your most important attribute and it might be for denver by the way if you're talking about filling out this roster that final spot your two guard might be the defense is probably more important than the offense and it might be the only important thing or, or mm -hmm. close to it so i really believe in his defense and I know you were saying he was small. That 6'8 wingspan, I think he can guard one through three. Now, I don't think he can guard LeBron James or this or that, but I, I, don't, I think that he's big enough that he would be more, like even like a bigger Gary Harris, to be honest, like yeah. a slightly bigger Gary Harris. We see what Drew Holiday's doing with his height. is basically the same measurables. I think maybe he, best case scenario, can be something like that. The two-foot jumper thing is really interesting to me because you hear, I, you hear guys talk about two foot versus one foot. Most guys are some combo of both, but lean to the other. I don't think I saw a single example of him jumping off it's of one wild, foot. It's wild, man. Every single time he jumps. Fast breaks. two feet. Yeah. Dry cuts, everything. He'll be by feet. himself on a fast break. Yeah. One, two. That's got to limit your, like, your angles and windows of attack. It's explosiveness. NBA, right? It's explosiveness, I mean, it's, absolutely, because yeah. two feet is a power jump, and he is, as you mentioned, a very good finisher at the rim, and I think a lot of that is Gary Harris-esque, like he's Strong. even Gary actually used the acrobatics or whatever. He seems to be like, I love contact. You want to do right. contact? Let's do. He plays like slam ball. He's looking for yeah. it, and because he goes off the two feet, it's like he's exploding mm. into the body. But you're right that it is less like above the rim. You're not going to be able to get up quick and posterize a guy. It's more you're going to meet and go through him. Yeah. yeah, and that's what what he also does. He does well at like blocking the defender off to go finish with right. the long wingspan. Because mm. um, that's when it's going to catch up to him is. When defenses are like getting back and or just that like quick window, like where you try to just go and throw it in, when you're going off of two feet, guys are going to be able to recover a lot quicker. Um, so you, you got it. He has no bag. It, it already says he has no bag. <laughs> He's going to have to get it off in different ways. So like that limits his like ability to score because that window is so small, especially scoring at, at that level. The area I disagree with you, Dev, the most, and look, I haven't scouted this guy enough to feel super confident about this, but I think he showed some playmaking chops. I'm more worried about his scoring. Like, I think he's, I think he projects to be a really scary scorer with the ball in his hands. But he does look to me like better than a Gary Harris, worse than a Will Barton at running a pick and roll, getting into the and reading the backside defense, reading the drop off, reading the alley oop, whatever it is. It just, I just saw enough clips in there that I was like, oh, that's a pretty good high level mm -hmm. read that he made off of that. So part of me wondered. We talked about this a while back. Would you rather have a shooting guard if they could defend that can? play make or shoot i actually think he can play make at a level that mm -hmm. i'm pretty comfortable with almost pj dozier-esque i guess maybe it's maybe somewhere in there maybe a little shy of that but the shot is the shot is pretty scary yeah <laughs> i i i kind of want to go back to something i said at the very beginning but he kind of to me has an old man's game yeah like so in control all the time plays at his own pace and when he's around the rim like we said he's always jumping off two feet he's looking to draw contact that's the reason why he got to the line so much. But uh, it just seems like he plays at a really slow pace. Mm -hmm. And he's got a really high IQ as well. And um, he's just, like, always comfortable. It doesn't seem like he gets rattled a lot out there. He does seem like a tough dude. I think Malone would like him a lot. Um, the, the traits that scare me, obviously, the shot. 
Number two, the trait uh, would be the first step. And right. part of this plays into the one-foot jumper or whatever, but he is more of a mechanical athlete, more of a football-type like athlete than he is an explosive basketball one. So it can work. I could be wrong on this, but I just would love for Denver to have one guy that's lightning quick. I just want to see what it looks like. They yeah. really haven't had that many in their history yeah. with Jokic. Like I, it's funny. I feel like I'm trying to find the next R.J. Hampton. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. It's so true. RJ was so long. Like right. he did. He had some interesting attributes. You knew he'd be a worker. Yeah, you're right. I haven't found. He's him not yet. that. He's not that. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't found. Him. Marcus Smart, I think, is maybe one of the better comps for him. So he reminded me of Kyle Lowry, man. Yeah, he reminds me of Kyle Lowry a little. He doesn't have the handle. Taller, though. right? He doesn't really have the handle, but plays at that slower, in control pace. Like like Kyle, Kyle Lowry, Lowry is close to a perfect fit for the Nuggets. Yeah. But Kyle Lowry if Kyle also Lowry can was shoot a couple the three. He can shoot the three. He's a better got a better handle, and those two things I think unlock a lot more to, J- to Jaden Springer. I'm intrigued but though. When Kyle Lowry came in the league, he was a terrible shooter. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, uh, Jaden Springer, he is kind of slotted in that twenty to thirty range, right? right. I mean, it, yeah. he sort of seems like twenty sixes. And honestly, reasonable. there's a handful of these guys, Dasumu, Primo, that all like depending on the mock draft, have them going twenty fourth sure. or twenty eighth, sure. and they all kind of just like. Shifts back and forth. So yeah, my my read on on what the Nuggets are gonna do, I feel like it's gonna kind of go like last year's draft did, where there's a bunch of guys that they like in that range, and just how the draft plays out, who falls to them, is gonna end up being who they take. Like yeah. I, I think they're comfortable at 26, and I think they're comfortable a guy they like is gonna be there. They've got three or four guys they like. You think? Yeah. Probably more than that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you now that we've gone through the, you know a handful of these? Do you have a guy that's sort of your guy at the moment? I I really like Springer. Really? I do. Yeah, I do. I like. I I think what you have is the defense is there, and then some of the stuff that you talked about is encouraging on the offensive end. Um, as a guy who might really learn how to play the game, put the ball on the floor, uh, and so even if the shooting and the finishing isn't necessarily where you want it to be this isn't just like a one-way player right this isn't just like a it's four on five on the other end but we're throwing this guy out there to play some d i think there's a chance that springer can be more of a two-way guy um and a high impact player on defense high iq is so important that's a that's really that's, what that's I'm a, such a at. big thing to me that's a big box look to at check. look at uh, yeah there are some point guard attributes to him yeah. um and and so that gives me hope his shot would make you so mad, though. Like, yeah. you think about him and Aaron Gordon. Like, if that was, I know we're always projecting the next starter. Maybe he's just a role player or whatever. But if that was it, man, there just would be so many games that came down to him going 0 for six, and you're just like, weren't even close. Right? Weren't even right. close. Come on, man. What do you think, uh, Dev? Do you have like guy or guys that are kind of moving towards the top of your personal list? Probably Desumo. Okay, I think that would probably be the guy for me. I just think that he answers uh, what the Nuggets need right now. He also not having Jamal to start out the year, he like gives you some insurance there. Also, with having to wait to see what Will Barton does, it gives you some insurance on that end as well. So I think it answers two positions with him being a combo guard, and he's also really talented and continues to get better. Yeah. Um, I really like Deuce McBride mm-hmm. from West Virginia. I really, really like him. Um, I also still really like Quentin Grimes. I was going to say Grimes as well. Yep. Grimes is still stuck with me. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's got a ton of ceiling or a huge ceiling, but just think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. I think he's going to be a good player. And another guy we haven't talked about yet that I could really like for Denver, Bones Highland. <laughs> Have you heard about this guy? Mm-mm. Uh, Bones Highland? 
Um, it's a sick name. Another just great name. Yeah. Oh, Bones, Bones Island. Island. Is he better than Josh Primo? Is he better than Deuce McBride? <laughs> these these names in the late first round. Is man. he really better? Than yeah. <laughs> but he's um he's kind of like a Dasunmu uh Dasunmu, um like a lead ball handler type guy. Uh, who's pretty long, six foot three. I'm gonna look into him this week, and mm. we should probably talk about him. But he, he's also intriguing to me. Point guard out of VCU. He's another like late riser who played really well at the combine. Okay, I'm sure we'll get to him this week. Just uh, suggest that in the group chat when we're planning the okay. show. Okay, I will. And then uh, <laughs> we'll get. Oh no, uh, for me, Quentin Grimes is my guy. I think at the moment. Um, this will. Um, this might change. There's a lot of guys that I'm kind of like revisiting. I'll be honest, man. All of these guys to me kind of feel the same. <laughs> In that none of them are like, oh man, love this. There's nobody I like love, yeah, but there's, there's also nobody, nobody I hate. There's nobody I just love yet. It's a lot of late first rounders. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what a late first rounders. You're like, I don't know, man. There's some things that are interesting. We'll see how it breaks. Um, but Grimes probably to me is, is a little bit up there. I agree with you. I like Deuce McBride. I don't love the idea of Denver taking a fourth tiny point guard, like a 6'2 yeah. or under point guard. I know that that doesn't matter because a year from now, probably two or three of those guys won't be on the roster anymore, but... Um, Quentin Grimes to me also winning just this is maybe I'm being dumb about this the fact that he went to Houston and won I just feel like I reward that especially when when coaches and everybody talks about like what a great cultural leader he was Mm -hmm. I go like okay that that sounds like it fits also Quentin Grimes a little bit on the Michael Porter Jr. path of very highly regarded high school player had a little bit of a fall for grace, and now he's an underdog. He went from being the favorite to an underdog, and I just kind of like that that story. I like it too. I'm a sucker for a story. Big it underdog like the, guy. It big story. Like the guy. Nuggets big are into that guy. too. They, they the Nuggets are like a Bull good story Bull too. The exact same way. Michael Porter Oof. Jr. Now him like <laughs> you're at Bull Bowl. Hey, just talk me out of it. Yeah, you know but what? it's just so it's so late that like I mean yeah, we already yeah. know what the ceiling is, and also like you take a chance on those type of guys. You're not gonna. You know, hit every single one of them out the park, but you're gonna get lucky on some. Yeah, man, we're gonna end up with a Tyler Lydon this year. Some guy we Don't didn't scout. What? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Sorry. Uh, let us know in the comment. We're gonna hit our last break here, and I want to see. It. I'm gonna read all the comments because I'm curious what the chat thinks, what their guy is that we've gone over, that we've gone over. So let's take a break. On the other side, though, no sex in the Olympic Village. What a tease. What? <laughs> is it even the Olympic Village? Come on. Uh, right now, guys, at Manscaped, they're offering this awesome promotion for DNVR members. You guys can get 20% off from Manscaped plus free shipping with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. Make sure to pick up the Lawnmower 4.0 for the summer. It's got that 7,000 RPM motor. 7,000 RPM. Like for those of you not going to the Olympic Village, you got to manscape. You got to <laughs> take I, care I of yourself. I you everybody in the Olympic Village is hooked up with uh, Lawnmower 4.0. Probably. Gotta, Probably comes yeah. in the room. It's just like a <laughs> bed, bed chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just is right on the. Uh, that is true. Right actually, the they should stressors. promote it that way. Swimmers are sponsored. You'll swim so much faster with the Manscaped 4.0. So aerodynamic. Uh, it also has a 4,000K LED spotlight, wireless charging, uh, different size blade lengths, one through four. Uh, so a lot of great perks to the Lawnmower 4.0. You can get it for 20% off with the code DNVR at Manscaped.com. Get it for 20% off. Get any Manscaped product you want for 20% off with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. The best boxers I own, by the way. Manscaped boxers? Yeah. Most comfortable pair by a mile. There you go. You get those as well. Uh, At DraftKings right now, uh, they've got a Manscaped uh, Speedo would be be interesting. (laughs) 
You know what, Dev? You send them the email and you let us know. Send us pictures. Genius marketing idea. Genius. (laughs) Uh, At DraftKings right now, they've got some really cool specials going on for the Tokyo Olympics. You can place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits. If America wins any medal this year, I think that's going to happen. They just have to win one medal. The U.S. just has to win one medal. <laughs> it might. Uh, it might. Yeah. I, th- I think that's going to happen. We might have an Olympics. We might not. Yeah. <laughs> Would you lose if the Olympics got canceled? Do you lose the bet? No, DraftKings is going to be probably. Fun. Jeff King's King's they're, 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 they're better than that. Right. Yeah, they'd be fun. So this is a literal can't miss. Yeah. Like is typical at DraftKings. That's right. Again, place $1 to be eligible, eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins one medal. Let's go DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, at Solace Meds right now, they've still got some awesome deals in July that you guys can take advantage of. Let's see what they got here. All Green Dot Concentrates 20% off. All Wana 25% off. All open cured resin cartridges, 20% off. Tons and tons of other deals as well. Uh, so make sure to stop into one of their four Colorado locations. When you do, use code DNVR20 at checkout. You're going to get 20% off your entire purchase. They've also got some, maybe some other little perks and deals that we don't know about. They've always got cool stuff going on there. Just drop the code DNVR. They'll treat you like a VIP. And when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, you're going to get 20% off your entire purchase. You can use that at any of their four Colorado locations. They got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. We back? We back. We bite. Man, it's funny. I'm seeing right now, as, as you're reading that, I was seeing uh, the offensive linemen for the Broncos are out at um, Red Rocks. It's meds. Oh, okay. No, no, Red Rocks doing a workout. <laughs> They look, it's like jarring when you're used to seeing like all the NBA guy, tall, skinny, yeah. super long limb. Then you see these like giant gutted offensive linemen, just, but also just booking it up Dude, there. And you're like, My those God. guys are terrifying. Athletes. They really are, man. Fun fact, I was, um, uh, I was with a young woman and, uh, the door opens and, uh, she says, <laughs> she says, uh, my, my uncle is here. You have to leave. And I was like, uh, what do you mean? She goes, he played, he's a starting offensive lineman for the Baltimore Ravens, um, and he will kill you. Jonathan Ogden. And I said, well, what if I just run? That's, and that's she goes, she looks me dead in the eye. She goes, he will catch you. <laughs> so I hid in a closet for about an hour. Man. That's the end of my story. You were hiding in a closet with a very young girl. <laughs> you were once in a relationship. You were once in a relationship. I was once in a relationship. R. Kelly 2.0. Um, oh, trapped in the closet. That's a good one. Well, trapped in the closet. That's what he did there. Trapped I like that one. Yeah, well, that's a great segue for us here. Yeah, because here uh, we go. With our final oh. segment here, and I'm not sure this is actually a segment, um, but I have long... One of my favorite stories that I know about that exists in the world is the Olympic Village, an epic place where the greatest athletes in the entire world come together for peace and quiet while they train to go pursue the gold. And then once that gold has been won or lost, the Olympic Village is known to become a giant love fest. 
This year, though, Tokyo is putting the clamps down. They're saying no with coronavirus. We know you've worked your whole life to get to this point for this, for this village. Correct. They're saying no. They've invented a bed made of cardboard that collapses if the body weight of two people sits on it. First of all, I don't know how you do this because, like, Simone Biles, like, 100 pounds. Right. And or then like you have, like, a, the a weight trainers that have, like, yeah. 400 pounds. So I don't know That's how. That's a good point. I don't know. This how, is impossible. JaVale <laughs> McGee, like, rolls over <laughs> in sleep and the whole thing just. Well, the U.S. Olympic men's team is, like, they're, all, they're never in the Olympic village. And right. I, there's, there's very few that's like right. very that's few right. like high profile athletes, but they usually get a yacht or something where they get. That's true. They get like their <laughs> no, own. I remember. Thing. Yeah. That's where uh, they go to sea, so nobody yeah, can like get them. Three linked up. It's very safe. But I'm telling you, this when I heard this news, I thought this is a disaster. I mean, why even go to the Olympics at this point? Why? Do you think it's going to work? Yes and no. No, because. <laughs> I mean, there's still the floor. Like, you're not going to stop people from doing what they're going to do. This is a great like, point. You can, you can also, really there's point. also alternates. If you think that that's, like, not fun and not good, then you try shower sex. There's worse shower? things than just going on a cardboard box. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Wait, Super you producer Ali. walked in on a bad segment. He walked in on a rough I a was rough feeling sheepish here. about my anecdote, but Dev just ripped the band in. Oh, so it's all good. What, what happened here? <laughs> um, just try shower yeah, I mean, just try just it. Yeah. Wait, I blacked out. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened. Um, Sorry, Dev used to be in a lot of relationships. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> but also, do they not have hotels or anything else in this like town? Well, like, first of all, no. And if you're like a famous athlete, remember they like COVID is a real issue. They're right. trying like th- one of the things that has come out of this is. The U.S., we got the vax like six months ago. Not everybody wanted to take it for whatever reason. It was a slow rollout on that. But we got it so long ago that we all think of it. Not every country has. So That's now right. you hear some of these stories and you're like, right. oh, wow, Tokyo. You would have thought Japan fully vaxxed and distributed and apparently not the case. So, no, they can't just go get a Ooh. hotel. It's what Tokyo is trying to set up is an NBA-style bubble type of thing. <laughs> but it's an enormous bubble. Which already seems like it doesn't work. Well, it's burst it's not in the first year. <laughs> because athletes in the Olympic Village already have COVID. Right. Um, but that's what they're trying to do. But it's a lot easier when you just have, like, 16 teams and not 100 different countries. <laughs> Cardboard beds just seems like the weirdest solution problem it's so it's like a bit and did you see the thing where like it's like a trap door like drop (laughs) it doesn't drop that far but it just drops a few like inches maybe they're (laughs) just trying to save money like it seems like a low budget solution (laughs) like something from like the 16th century where they were like to prevent her from being that's right laid barren before her wedding night (laughs) (laughs) with alligators below um yeah anyway i'm honestly a little distraught by this I think that I actually learned something new in this whole process. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that that place was like just like a sex town, basically. It was. Like, I didn't know that. Well, you think about it, it's like the most beautiful people on earth, like all these athletes. With the most, the most part of, stress. And yeah, they've been yeah. working for like zero percent body ready fat. For this, you get that. You, go you, you get a gold medal, and you go, you just walk around. And you're like, I'm revved up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go. There's all these beautiful people here, you know. Uh, you got different Chris languages. Marlo used to be there at one time. <laughs> wow, it's gonna yeah. tiptoe around that, that one. That'd be a good one to I, ask him. Like, how is it there? Like, or what do you <laughs> feel? Do you feel much? like this, this is gonna be like effective? And he's gonna be like, I got a story. And you're like, all right, I <laughs> got it. Probably just, I ask, got it. You could ask him that question, and then he would just talk for the entire rest of the show. 
Yes, for sure. 50 minute answer. We don't know. We, I, we're not going to throw we're, this we man under joking. the bus. We are, we are joking. joking. We love but, uh, but also, not about the first part. So I do feel bad for a lot of, a lot of dreamers. Who are uh, not just dreaming of that medal, but of their of their Olympic Village stay. Do you think there is a single Olympic athlete that is more excited for the Olympic Village than they're competing? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. You think so? You know, like, there's got to be somebody that made the Olympics off of a qual. Like you know, there's always in basketball, right. like, there'll be some random team that makes it, and gets murdered every time. Yeah. Those guys are just excited to be there for the experience. They don't. They're not sitting there fretting. Are we going to win gold? Like no, we're going to lose every game it's, by thirty. It's like us. Like hey, you going to summer league this year? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, totally. you know, I think I'm going to go. <laughs> there's some <laughs> fencer, you know, from yeah. like yeah. So, so, some Sri Lanka fencer who's like, I don't know how I got qualified <laughs> for this, but I'm going and the village is going to be great. <laughs> Every four years, Evan Fournier is like, does the Olympic Village know I'm coming? Okay. Oh, <laughs> Let them know. Evan Fournier. Um, that doesn't, that wasn't really a segment, but we needed a third segment. Yeah, that, that technically did f- get us there. That, that filled, the, filled fill, the third segment. Fill third segment. <laughs> Guys, tonight, trivia at the DNVR bar. Come down and join us. We're going to be watching game six of the finals. It should be a lot of fun. You could compete against me or maybe team up with me. I wrote the Nuggets question, so I guess that's probably unfair. I'll yeah, get I all of those right. I will get all of those questions right. Um, but come down here and join. It'll be a lot of fun. You get some dinner. You get some drinks. Hang out. Um, and then, of course, a week from Thursday. It's a week from Thursday, right? The NBA draft. Yes, a week from Thursday is the NBA draft. Right. And we're going to be do- going live the entire night, guys. I love it. It's one of my favorite yeah, things we do, not just for Nuggets. We do this for every beat, every draft. But it's one of the expansion draft is for the NHL tomorrow, so check that out too. That's right. The Kraken. What's yeah. Kraken? The Kraken alive. When do we go live, Ali? Six o'clock. So we'll be going live, and you'll see exactly what the draft coverage will look like um, for the Nuggets. But we'll have the draft show on Thursday. We're gonna have people at the bar, so you can come here, listen to us as we break down everything. We're gonna that's have happening. the draft over the on the TVs here. Uh, we'll ha- we'll have it at least I think on one TV, okay. but we'll have the audio playing, so people nice. can well, at least have nothing else to nice. be able to hear us. Um, so it should be a really good time. Put that on your calendars. That's yeah, it. I can't wait, man. Nice. Can't, can't wait to get hyped up about a Nuggets draft pick. Also, come to trivia tonight. That is going to be so dope. So yeah, dope. very dope. See us there. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hit that like button on the way out. The Colorado XOs, they finish up their season at 5-5. Five and five, A really great start for this brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. If you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they're a rugby. They are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. If you yourself are an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Cardinal XOs, contact the Director of Recruitment, Peter Poske. His email is, is ppasque at glendale.co.us.